are worlds between our own, and from these worlds there are written histories, both ancient and modern. To read of these testaments, scrawled in hidden places and on other things, you must fix your eyes uncomfortably within you, and if successful, your gaze will unlock the door behind raw imagination and meet the manuscript of innumerable folios known as the Dark Darkness. Hello, I'm Sharkchild, and this is The Dark Verse, testament scrawled in hidden places and on nether things with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of horror and fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep, 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 sleep. Well, that was interesting. Anyways, you should give my podcast a rating on iTunes after you listen, whether this is your first time or your 71st time listening to me. Now, let's turn again to the pages of names. Let's look to a name that holds no form, that bears no mass, that shows no mercy. Let's learn of its ways and where it lies. Let's learn how it inflicts the most precise and everlasting torture. This is episode 71 of The Dark Verse. This is... Critic. 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 of existence, for I have lived many different lives in different worlds through death, death being the medium through which I reached these lives. There are different layers of afterlives, they are each unique and they do not blend, and whether or not all who perish will share with me the adventure into the endless haze of possibility is uncertain. What is certain for me is that death brings life and not unending darkness. Death is a button that each time pressed reconstructs matter and sets me within it. So, as a drug instills its ecstasy, I have been led into a spiral of repeated suicide for its thrill of reinvention. No, this is not reincarnation, this is rematerialization in flesh and body with the full transfer of mind and memory. Each new world comes with the remembrance of those prior, and these worlds are both real and ethereal. I can live a full new life, I can feel pain, I can die, but death only brings upon me that which I desire, rebirth. How I come to be in such places, in the fullness of life, after each death is the key to understanding the actualization of my situation. That I am caught in a cycle of wholesome ghostliness, a form of eternity.
Death upon death upon death is my gift and ability within the universe of known and unknown matters. Such worlds have I seen, such pleasures have I experienced, such creativity and demise have I expressed. Although, as with living comes disease, so with my infinity comes conditional powers of parallel iniquity. It has been in these various fate defiers, deep in this cycle of ongoing living despite death, that a damnable thing has been forced upon me, an estranged evil more cunning and absolute than the full capacity of the mental construct intellect. How terribly disease can drain life, how excruciatingly kratic can deaden immortality. The further into the deaths I travel, the more kratic reveals itself to me. But let me begin at the end, the end of my first life, and the beginning of all the others. One evening, after many years of distress, poverty, and self-loathing, I found myself caught within the gaze and gripping phonics of a very learned philosopher and apothecary. His words enchanted me, enthralled me, and quite literally challenged me to defy the norm and partake of the journey he offered, the journey he bottled. I was not one to hastily forego the little mysteries that awaited me in life. But in turning to this man, those mysteries became irrelevant, even waste. The reason I approached this enlightened philosopher became the reason to leave him, and the reason he gave me to employ his offerings, a reason of hope, to learn, not to abandon, not to escape, became my reason to stay and partake. There is hope in death, he told me. There is hope in that which we do not know. And so I purchased a purple vial from the enlightened philosopher with what would soon be my remains, and I drank it deep. The liquid coursed through my body to every reach, bringing with it the sting of a race and the brush of nether creation. I left behind the world and life I knew, a family, a job, a hobby. But in turn, I arrived anew into a new world, full of curiosity. As quickly as I entered darkness, I again entered light. At first, this world seemed the same as that which I left, but after short inspection, many differences were noticeable. This world, this first world after death, and second world of living, was a simple alteration of the previous world. The most significant result of this journey was my physicality. I was not who I was before. My body was different, my voice, my hair, my coordination. My gravest questions were, who was here in this body before me? Who did I exile so that I might take his place? Despite the complete change of existence, my memories followed me into this second living, the mind I had always known. And, beyond this, I was given a recollection of the experiences of the current life, including language and knowledge. Therefore, contradictorily, I was myself while at the same time I was taking over someone else's life where they left off, injecting my own will into it. I was an imposter, a parasite and thief rampantly and carelessly placed within a colossal mechanism of life, stealing life. Despite the ease of transition into this world, I was unable to assimilate, and conversely, the world was unable to accept me. There was a skill to life jumping, and I had not yet learned it. However, I had tasted death and knew its flavor, 
So after a short time had passed, I took my life once more, a swift death in a fall from an alarming height. And so the spiral began, the dissension into deaths, the ascension into lives, and the ultimate entanglement with Kratik. Eventually, I experienced worlds unlike anything I had ever known. I was placed into bodies of designs that had elements of movement and motor skills multitudes more complex than the trifle control of what I first experienced in life. I was placed into worlds that harbored sciences beyond imagination, and colors deeper and richer than any type of light could produce. And in not fearing death, I feared no situation, however terrifying or awkward or odd. I faced challenges that killed me, secluded me, imprisoned me. But whether days or years, I always found a way to die, and with each death, I moved on to the next life. I was not always of the male gender in my risings. Grossly strange did I feel within such circumstances at first, for the incongruities of psych and physique were outlandish. But as I spent more and more time in living under both conditions, and even in other more bizarre conditions, my mind's attachment and ownership of such properties became trivial. Such attributes ceased to define me. Perhaps after I was thousands of lives immersed in death, I noticed Kratik for the first time. Although its presence assuredly spanned my lives from the beginning of my incomprehensible trek without recognition. It was the unchanging. It was the anchor and stronghold of congruity. A peace brought with me into each new life. As the worlds around me distorted more and more from things relative to my knowledge, the more Kratik's presence protruded and prospered. It was not thing, it was not creature, it was forlornness of the eternal. It was emotion and spirit and the visage of original love. It was anti-infinity. It, Kratik, is so clear now, in this life, I can see it feel it and breathe it in undeniably. It sits on my shoulder, it whispers in my ear and speaks too much, it blinds my focus, it devours my enjoyment, and it grows stronger, and will forever and forever on, more jarring, more abrasive. That is Kratik, that is evil, that is the ever-becoming plague of non-ending existence. That concludes episode 71 of The Dark Verse. Download all of the past episodes from thedarkverse.com or on iTunes. If you have an extra minute, please give my podcast a rating on iTunes by giving it the number of stars you think it deserves. If you like my stories, please consider purchasing my book from the Passages of Revenants, The Dark Verse, Volume 1. On my website at sharkchild.com, just click the Shark Child Remains link when you get there and you can buy the book. It's hardcover and it contains the first 26 stories of my podcast, The Dark Verse. And they have been edited and revised and the book also includes artwork from John F. Stifter. Have a great weekend and a week thereafter and I will soon see you in October. Peace. All stories on the Dark Verse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.